And good morning and welcome to BSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Miner. It's Friday, October 29th. We've got to the end of the week, Paul. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. Blustery day, wind blowing and rain blowing. Yep, it was raining as I cycled in. It was a wet ride, as we call it. And, of course, we've got the clocks going back on Sunday. So it'll be dark in the mornings and dark in the evenings, and we're headed into winter. Wonderful, eh? Anyway. <laughs> Let's turn to mining very quickly. Um, and actually, uh, Paul, why don't we start off with a few of our, our clients uh, are out today, and they're also they're our clients. They're in the Shanghai Mining Club. Uh, they are over on uh, the TSX, but uh, they're ones we're keen to obviously get involved in London somehow. And that's Sierra Madre, and also uh, what I'm going to call G Silver because I can't pronounce it properly, but you may pronounce it properly. Uh, why don't you just comment on those two first? Very good. Uh, first off, uh, TSX listed explorer in Mexico, Sierra Madre Gold and Silver. Announcement out yesterday on sampling results that they've come back on their uh, specific uh, uh, La Tigra Prague, uh, project in Nayarit, Mexico. Uh, this is primarily surface sampling with uh, uh, grades coming up to uh, 18 grams per ton of gold, uh, and of the 319 samples they took, uh, the average gold grade of all of them came out to about half a gram of gold. Now that particular project has two vein systems on it, which are which are stacked in parallel veins. So the key point uh, is that they'll have a trenching uh, program now underway in order to get some more uh, detailed uh, assays of, of just what exactly the average width and uh, tenor of gold and silver these veins will have, and then that'll uh, help guide the initial uh, drilling program in order to um, define them in three dimensions. In the case of Guanajuato Silver, that's the uh, outfit that uh, just bought the El Cubo mine off of Endeavor Silver not that many months ago. They have sold their first uh, batch of uh, silver concentrates uh, from the um, El Cubo plant. So you can formally call them a silver producer in Mexico now. Yeah, we like that. Very good. Um, okay. And now we also have Q3 production from Glencore. It looked as though it was all sort of in line, didn't it? Well, it was kind of caught me here. It was interesting that they <clears throat> said that uh, they haven't changed any of their production guidance uh, for the year on any of their primary commodities that they produce. But then when you dig into the actual production numbers that they've quoted for year-to-date in Q3 figures, they're actually down a little bit or, or what I would say is weaker across their commodities uh, uh, in a comparable basis year-on-year. Year. So that means that they are uh, putting some uh, spin, I guess, or uh, reliance upon the last uh, three months of this year in order to bring them back into the uh, guidance range on their commodities. Uh, so the risk is to the downside, I guess, uh, as far as their output is concerned in Glencore. <clears throat> Stocks unchanged this morning as the market opens rather weakly. So uh, obviously the market felt they were all right. So there we go. Uh, what else do you want to catch up on, uh, Paul, here or mention? Also have Tri listed the global gold producer, Yamana Gold, that's also listed here in London. Uh, they had strong third quarter uh, 2021 results, uh, and they have uh, uh, restated that they will meet the 1 million ounces uh, equivalent gold production guidance for, for the year. They also declared a dividend of $0.03 cents a share, 
and had mine operating earnings uh, increase by about 8% to $154 million. They have a cash pile now of about $460 million and another $750 million in available credit. So they definitely have the firepower to do some M&A uh, activity if they choose to. And they're pretty satisfied with the performance uh, at uh, their various operations around the world. So a uh, pretty uh, solid set of numbers from Yamana, I think. Okay. Anything else you want to mention? I would just mention one other thing here, and that's in the space of uh, helium. We had a company come out on the Aquas Exchange with a successful 15 million uh, placing uh, back on the 20 or yesterday uh, called Helium Ventures. And right off the bat here, they've uh, made a $400,000 Australian investment in an ASX uh, listed uh, uh, early stage entity in helium called Blue Star Helium, listed on the ASX, but its activities will be in North America. Very good. Um, we do like the, obviously, the Aquis market. We think it is the growth market, but it is the growth market. AIM is the shrink market, um, and, but it's also a lot easier and cheaper to deal on the Aquis exchange and the institutions love it. So. Um, it's particularly appropriate for um, TSX listed companies or ASX listed companies who want to get a dual listing in London so that they can access the entire London market because it then opens up all the main generalist institutions. So uh, and it's it can be done very quickly and, and really very cheaply. Um, so Acris is an exceptionally good market to look at. It's growing very rapidly. Um, it is what I call the Nasdaq of London. So um, but at a fraction of the price. Uh, so if you are a TSX listed company, yep, you want to consider it. And on that note, Paul, let's call it a day. Let's everybody have a nice weekend. Hopefully it's not going to rain too much because the forecast ain't great. And we'll pick it all up again on Monday. Very good. We'll see you then.